Dynasty Blueprint with Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome into another edition of the Dynasty Blueprint. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell, joined as always by Matt Williamson and Ray Garvin. Ray, we, we took a week off. We had we had the craziness around the world. You had a vacation. We all had some stuff. We're glad to be back, though. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. I, I'm excited to talk to you guys again. It, it feels like we haven't done this in a while. So I, a lot going on in the world and... You know, got to take care of family and home first, but it feels really good to to get back to some uh, some football and provide a different outlet for people who really enjoy this show. So I'm excited to talk about a prospect today and excited to talk to you two. Absolutely. Matt, what about you? Everything good in your world? Yeah, no doubt. Th- things are good. I, I hated breaking the routine last week. I've been really enjoying these. It'll kind of like Ray said, I'm happy that we can create a diversion for folks out there that are stuck inside or have bigger problems than we do at the moment. So if if any enjoyment you get out of this, that's, that's wonderful. Thanks so much for listening. Tuning in. Today, guys, we're going to talk about a prospect who, who I feel like is, is starting to move up boards. He was outside of that big three, and now for some people, he's he's maybe cracking the big three running backs. We're talking about Cam Akers today. He's a junior running back from Florida State. Five foot ten, two hundred seventeen pounds. Uh, I'll get into his career snapshot. Take a look at the numbers he put up at Florida State in just a moment. Uh, but just want to throw to Ray real quick. Just kind of general overview. I know we did a mock draft recently, Ray, and you took him before J.K. Dobbins, I believe. You took him before the wide receivers, so you're clearly a big fan of of Cam Akers. We're going to spend the rest of the show letting everybody know why. So kind of give us the two-sentence two version of your overall thoughts on Akers. Two-sentence version. Cam Akers is good, period. <laughs> Cam Akers has untapped potential, period. Um, I mean, he's just... You know, when you when you think about a running back, I had to follow the instructions. That's it. He said <laughs> right, you did. Well done. Well done. They didn't. He didn't say G-spot complex run. sentences. He didn't say anything with a comma. Just two. But <laughs> notice, <laughs> notice, Matt. He's still talking. So he... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right, Cam Akers. He is. He he does have a lot of untapped potential. A lot of people don't know that he's only been playing running back for the past three years. In high school, he was a very very accomplished thrower of the football, over 3,000 passing yards as a senior alone and 31 passing touchdowns in a senior season. Uh, and He also ran for 2,100 yards that year as well and another, uh, <laughs> another 34 touchdowns. Understand that. I just want to repeat that one more time. He was a quarterback. Wow. He threw for 3,000-plus yards in his senior season and 31 touchdowns. He also ran the ball for 2,100 yards and 34 touchdowns in one season. He had over 13,000 yards in his high school career, played varsity all four years, and over 140 touchdowns in his career. So when you're talking about a player who has the God-given talent and ability, all of the physical tools and traits, who still doesn't even know how to play running back, that's Cam Akers. And that is why I am so intrigued by his potential and what he could provide at the next level. So he was a thrower, too. I mean, I, I watched a lot of high school football in my day and, you know, would recruit athletes. Steve Breston used to play quarterback, but that direct snap to him, he'd run or pitch it. I mean, he was just the best athlete on the field. Even Revis was that way in my recruiting time. But it sounds like Akers 
drop back and threw the football. Yeah, he was all, he was all right, Matt. Sixty one percent completion percentage in high school. Hmm. Uh, Thirty one touchdowns, six interceptions. Average two oh eight throwing a game. So you know when when you're t- he he wasn't. He wasn't Trevor Lawrence. He wasn't Justin Fields. Right, right. But he also wasn't the quarterback who just played quarterback that just ran the ball. He actually threw the ball, 280 attempts in his senior season. So, again, very raw at, at the running back position. So Cam Akers entered college as uh, as the RB1 or RB2, depending on who you talk to among recruiting services. But he was certainly uh, a player that if you played in Devy leagues, you knew who Cam Akers was. He was a guy you wanted on your team before he even stepped on the field. Uh, as a freshman at Florida State, uh, just barely eclipsed 1,000 yards. Had a down sophomore season, and, and a, a lot of people seemed to jump off the off the bandwagon at that point. And then bounced back as a junior this past season. Uh, career high, 1,144 rushing yards. Also had 14 rushing touchdowns. Caught 30 passes for 225 and four scores. So he can catch the ball a little bit too. I'm sure Ray will get into that. Ray, can we just not talk about the offensive line? Like everybody talks about the offensive line. We know we know the O-line was terrible. We know the entire team was terrible. He Three years at Florida State, I think he played for at least three coaches, maybe maybe even four when you throw interims in there and things like that. It was uh, it, it was not a good uh, not a good time to be a Florida State Seminole or a fan of those uh, of those guys. But I feel like Akers persevered. He's through that now, and and now he's ready to show us what he can really do. That's my my quick take on it. Tell us what the data says about Cam Akers. Ryan, real quick, if you don't mind, I do want to talk about the offensive line. Because <laughs> Great. I was Thanks, in recruiting, Matt. and it makes it boggles my mind. How can Florida State not have at least an average offensive line? I mean, what on earth is going on here? And, Ray, just how bad was it? To your first point, I still don't understand how Florida State couldn't recruit. Well, they didn't have a quarterback either. They, they didn't. They didn't have a quarterback. They didn't have an offensive line. It that just in its own right, I, I, I don't know how that happened. Just incompetence to happen? the highest degree. But but Ryan did say it. We it is it's becoming cliche to talk about how bad Cam Akers' offensive line is. It it really is becoming just sort of taboo. But the fact of the matter is, it wasn't just bad. It was and, and I say this with the utmost respect for those young men, it was putrid. It was pathetic <laughs> in watching him play. If you watch the, it's just, it's incomprehensible. And especially when you, when you watch college football every single Saturday, when you followed his career, you almost feel bad for the guy. You, you truly almost feel bad. And, and Ryan, you hit on it and he did produce in spite of, and it just makes you wonder what if he had a halfway decent line. When we talk about it, their offensive line was one of the bottom, I believe five offensive line for creating yards for running back in the country the past two years. Out of 130 FBS teams, Florida State was like ranked 128, 126 in creating on, yards that, like, for the running back. That breaks my heart. It, in 2019, and I this is not exaggeration, this is not hyperbole. In 2019, the offensive line was credited, credited with creating two yards for Cam Akers, or any running back for that wow. matter. Yeah, yeah. Not two yards of carry, not two yards a game, <laughs> two yards the entire season. That's what the offensive line what? was credited for. Two. 
One, I, let me tell you something right now. I'm 33 years old. I thought you meant two yards of Matt, carry. Matt, I'm 33. Uh, I like to think I'm a better athlete than I am. But I promise you, I can go get two yards on my own right now. I, I can do that. I can, I can go get two yards in college. But the, the, the data shows that Akers, let, let's talk about how he produced in spite of. So of his 1,144 yards, he avoided 74 tackles, and 904 of those 1,144 yards came after contact, according to PFF. Both of those, his avoided tackles, 74, and his yards after contact were the highest in the country. The highest in the country. He had no choice. He had no choice but to break tackles because of his offensive line was not creating for him. 625 of his yards came between the tackles. 517 were outside of the tackles. And 56% of his total attempts were right between the tackles. So they weren't stretching him outside. They weren't, you know, creating space for him. They were slamming him between the tackles 57% of the time. And he still averaged 4.5 yards an attempt with that bad offensive line. And when they actually got him outside, uh, 19.9% of his total attempts went to the left side. He averaged 6.6 yards. And then 22.5% of his attempts went outside to the right, where he averaged 4.5 yards. So when you're just looking at what he did behind that offensive line, he produced 3.9 of his 4.9 yards per carry in 2019 occurred after contact. Again, people... I'm not just saying this to, to to spew stats at you. After contact, he did not have space. He did not see the light of day. He was having to create on his own. And in spite of that, in spite of that, he still rushed for over 1,100 yards. He had double-digit touchdowns. He showed that he can catch the ball out of the backfield. The data shows that he's really good. And then he went to the combine, <laughs> and he put he weighed in heavier than we thought. He ran fast. He looked smooth in the drills. Why wouldn't I take him high in my rookie? And I know we're not there yet, but I'm, I, I say all of that to say it's, it, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword, and I'd be interested to hear what you guys think. Did he pick up bad habits because his line was so bad and he had to do so much? How much of that will hamstring him at the next level? I don't know. All I think is if he gets on a team with a halfway decent offensive line, oh my gosh, the sky's the limit for this kid. Yeah, I think so too. Is it, wow. it, does, does it boil down to this? Is it this simple, Ray? If Akers played on Ohio State or Georgia or Wisconsin, are we maybe talking about him as the favorite to be the 101, at least in the conversation? Why not? Why not? Yeah. He was the top-rated prep, one of the top-rated high school kids in the country. And, and and we all hate playing the what if game, right? But that's 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 reality. If Cam Akers were the running back for Wisconsin for the past three years and you put Jonathan Taylor at Florida, if Cam Akers were the running back at you throw him in Oklahoma. You don't even, you don't even have to go to Wisconsin or Georgia. If he was somewhere where the offense had something to fear besides him, I, I I very well believe, and I, I wholeheartedly believe that we'd be saying that this is probably the top-rated running back right here, given his size, his speed, his production, and his skill set. I don't see why not. Heck, put him at Maine or Kent or North Dakota or somebody that could block even a little bit and see what happens. Kentucky, we'll take him. 
That's that's funny, Matt. But you know what? I, I wonder where his stock would be if he just dominated at Maine. <laughs> you know, if, if right, if, right. I mean, yeah. If, if you're McCreese and right. Yes, he's good. The data shows that despite the down sophomore season, J.K. Dobbins had a down sophomore mm-hmm. season. He was outproduced by Mike Weber. So I'm not holding Cam Akers 2018 against him because context matters. And if you can watch. Uh, uh, get through a couple of games of Florida State, God bless you, because it's – I don't know how any of those young men were able to to get out. Uh, I mean, DeAndre Francois, the quarterback, looked like he was going to be something mm-hmm. for a while until the offensive line failed him, destroyed his knee, and then he had off-the-field issues. But Akers is, Akers is a talented player, and the data shows that he is able to produce in spite of a bad situation. To your earlier point, though, I think an awful offensive line could ruin a – quarterback prospect much more than a running back prospect where I mean I think the running back learns how to adapt and it's not like he's going to turn down a big hole at the NFL level I mean I think he just figured he just has more in his in his toolbox now where a quarterback may never develop because the line never allows him to right folks do you think you're smarter than an NFL GM you think you're the best at fantasy football? You probably do if you're listening to us. You might be right. Here's your chance to prove it. Dynasty Owner is the only patented fantasy sports game using actual NFL salaries and contracts. You manage your team from all levels, owner to general manager to coach. Dynasty Owner is for the smart and elite fantasy football player. There's no offseason at Dynasty Owner. The rookie draft matters. Free agency matters. And every contract matters. Come to a startup draft in 2020 using actual NFL players, contracts, and salaries. Then improve your team each year with a three-round rookie rookie draft by trading players and draft picks. Win weekly prizes, seasonal prizes, and compete for the compete in the chase for the ring. The mobile app is in development and will be ready for download on iOS and Android in time for the rookie drafts in May. Mock drafts are open now on desktop and mobile browsers. To learn more and mock draft for free, go to www.dynastyowner.com. Ray, let's get into the film a little bit. I I know it might not be quite as pretty. Talk to us about what you've seen. Well, let's start with uh, his pass protection. Cam Akers is physical. He's a physical player. Um, He's not afraid to lower the shoulder when he's running the ball. He's not afraid to run those choice routes across the middle of the field, and he has no problem protecting his quarterback. I mean, I, I created a, a kind of a compilation of his 2019, some pass blocking uh, against some teams, and he saved the quarterback multiple times. I mean, he will step up in the pocket. He will deliver a blow. Uh, he holds his blocks well, and he's, and he's physical. He doesn't shy away from a contact. He attacks. Is it the best technique? Is it the most, you know, the proper way to block? You know, Matt talked about this a couple of shows back when when Jalen Samuels was asked, did you how much pass pro did you work on at North Carolina State? And he told you none. We didn't do that. What I like about Avery right. is, yeah, is he's physical. He will. He doesn't shy away from it. He's not a, he's not afraid of it. Therefore, that shows me a he can stay on the field on third down situations, even if he's not going out for a pass route. And then two, you know, offensive coordinators should feel comfortable with having a 217-pound back back there who's not afraid to get his nose dirty. Um, I, I really enjoy the physical game, the physical nature in which Cam, Cam Akers plays. Now, the tape isn't pretty. You're not going to see, you know, when you're watching Jonathan Taylor and Swift, it's fun because you get to see those breakaway runs. You get to see that long speed. 
it's a lot of dirty stuff with Cam Akers. It's a lot of it's a lot of four yard gains, three yard gains. He'll rip off a twelve yard run. It's it's not pretty, but I always say that I feel like you learn more from the four yard runs, from the six yard runs, than you do the sixty yard breakaway touchdown. I, I think you learn more about a player watching them grind out tough yards, watching them pick up those hard yards, avoiding uh, defenders in the backfield, uh, avoiding defenders in space, opposed to just a wide-open alley, and they just hit it, hit the gas for 80. So that's what you see when you watch Cam Akers. You see a fluid athlete. He's smooth. I knew Akers was fast. I knew he was a 4-4 player. But when you watch the tape sometimes, it doesn't look like he's moving that fast. It, it really doesn't. He's sort of like... Old David Johnson, not last year or the year before David Johnson. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when DJ got the ball, it it didn't look like he was really just – he just kind of was gliding and pulling away from defenders. And and that's kind of how Akers moves. He doesn't – he's not bursty. He's not quick twitch like DeAndre Swift. He's not – it's just he's a different type of runner. He's very smooth. Um, He he can work on his patience. I think – if I, if I had to point out a negative, which I think is a byproduct of his offensive line, he's got to trust his line. Trust, I'm air quotes, <laughs> at the next level. He's going to have to trust the scheme. And I, I think that will come. I, I think that will come. It's it, it really is a lot of context here. But he's an athlete. He's fluid. He can catch the ball. He is explosive. He's physical. Um, I love his pass catching acumen. The guy, you can split him out. You can have him run different routes out of the backfield, and he's got short hands. So when you just turn on the tape to watch Akers, A, it's not pretty uh, because of his situation, but B, the, the talent, it's like he is just dripping with potential, dripping with upside because the talent is there from his high school pedig- pedigree to his collegiate profile and now what he's put on film uh, for NFL scouts during the pre-draft process. Ray, I love that you opened with his protection, and to me that tells me he works hard, he's competitive, he's taught himself protection, or the coaches have helped, of course. But I'm curious, because of his circumstances, do you ever see him with bad body language, hanging his head, throwing his hands up, ducking out of bounds when he's you know sick of it, or you know any of that type of stuff? Haven't heard any of that, didn't see any of it, and Cam Akers had every reason in the world to kind of throw in the towel, right. right? He could have transferred. He could. It, it would have been very telling if this season another back came in, took his carries, kind of phased him out. You know, we're kind of done with this guy. He had every opportunity mm-hmm. to mail it in, and he didn't do it. He kept going, especially after his sophomore season. A part of me thought he was done. I thought that season broke him, and I, and I tweeted that before. I really thought I was hoping and praying that 2018 didn't break him, and it didn't. So to your point, Matt, where he could have – mailed it in where he could have uh, been a cancer to the team, bad apple. I've, I've heard nothing of the sorts, and I saw nothing of the sorts on tape. Ray, let's talk about a comp, a, a play-style comp to Cam Akers. When you do watch him, and, and maybe even, I know it's, it's hard thinking back to his, uh, what you saw from high school because he was playing quarterback, but uh, just, just the way he runs the ball, who does he remind you of? He reminds me of David Johnson. I yeah. know a lot of people. He, he reminds me, and he's not the size. DJ was a big man. DJ is what six one, two hundred and thirty pounds, two twenty five. Mm-hmm. He he's a lot bigger than Acres. But when I'm just looking at the the fluidity in which he plays, 
the, the ability to make those Clyde Edwards Alaire, when he's running, he will break you down with a juke move. DeAndre Swift will break you down, sort of like LaShawn McCoy. Akers will make you miss, but he isn't just going to break you down like that. But it's it's just so smooth. Kind of a subtle yeah. glider type. Yeah, it's it's yeah. the glide, Matt, and then his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, his his play style, not physical comps, his play style really reminds me of David Johnson. 2015, 2016, David Johnson. Some of those glider smooth guys, you don't see a burst. You know, like hesitate, hesitate, boom. Do you still see some, the extra gear or the stop start? Yes, absolutely. And I'll go back a little bit because, you know, David Johnson's a recent one, but I I tweeted out Arian Foster, Mm. a more explosive Mm. version of Arian Foster. And I don't think people (laughs) – we know because he helped us. That's win. a compliment. Yeah, yeah. He, he helped us win championships in Dynasty. But Arian Foster's was Aaron Foster was slow. <laughs> Aaron Foster yeah. was like a four <laughs> seven guy. But you go back, go back and watch his highlights. Somehow he was pulling away from defenders. He's catching fifty passes a year. He's running for thirteen fourteen hundred yards. He was smooth. He wasn't explosive. He wasn't bursty. He was smooth. And I think. I think Cam Akers is a blend between uh, Arian Foster, David John, more explosive Arian Foster, and a smaller version of David Johnson. Ray, so this this question might be a little tougher after what we've seen this week. Ideal landing spot. We've seen we've seen some of those spots dry up now that free agency is underway. We've talked about a lot of great possibilities for running backs in, in our previous shows. Now we know Miami has. Jordan Howard, sure, they probably still draft somebody. Uh, we we know where a lot of these bigger names, or at least some of these bigger names, have landed, uh, David Johnson being one of them. What's the ideal landing spot for Cam Akers? And, Ray, do you think he's a top 50 pick? Is he a, definitely a second-rounder? I mean, sure sounds like it. Should be. I think he's a, I think he's a mid-second-round mm-hmm. pick. That's That's my projection. There's no way he falls out of the third. I I, I think that's absolutely ludicrous. I, I think he's a mid mm-hmm. second rounder, and you see a lot of those running backs get they teams trade up early in the second to pick up that running back. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't even want to risk it. Um, I I think a the the ideal landing spot for me there are two places. One is Tampa Bay. Go ahead and pair Bruce Arians and Tom Brady with their David Johnson. Brady loves the if. If Cam Akers landed in that offense with Brady, with those wide receivers, with Bruce Arians' uh, his use of David Johnson in the past, he could be high, okay? <laughs> he could be really high. Mm-hmm. And I also think the Pittsburgh Steelers would be a great landing spot for him as well. He's physical, hard-nosed, uh, sort of Le'Veon Bell, right? Smooth, kind of sure. glider. Lev completely reinvented his body from Michigan State to what he was at, at, at Pitt in, in Pittsburgh. But I think that would be a, a good spot for him as well and somewhere where, you know, whatever they do after the season with James Conner, Akers could be the guy, if not this coming season, the next season. So those are, those are my two premier landing spots for uh, Cam Akers. Doesn't sound like the Falcons should kick him out of bed either. Falcons, that's another one. Atlanta, uh, you know, you've got Seattle that may be in the market for running back. We we keep saying Indianapolis, but if he if he lands with Phillip Rivers, we see Phillip Rivers utilize the running back quite a bit. So there are some great spots, but I would absolutely oh my gosh, if he lands in Tampa Bay, whew, that would be <laughs> nasty. 
First round tackle, second round acres. Oh, man, let's go. All right, let's talk a little bit about what we're seeing with Acres Dynasty value. Uh, again, we're pulling all of this data from our mock drafts uh, found over at Dynasty League Football. We've got some rookie draft data, and this was uh, these drafts were held at the beginning of the month, so we'll we'll start some more soon. At that point, Acres was being drafted as the sixth overall pick, the running back four. I talked earlier in the show. He's for most people, he's been on the outside looking in of that big three running back group of of Taylor Swift and Dobbins uh, but Ray Ray took him over uh, over Dobbins in a mock and I've seen other people kind of making similar moves or ranking him uh, potentially ranking him over Swift or Dobbins at least right now though it's the big five the three running backs the two wide receivers and then Akers almost has that six spot locked into himself if you we we did 10 mock drafts he was the sixth pick in eight of them or actually nine of them i believe i think and and the the tenth he he did crack the top five so basically locked in right now to that sixth spot or or no lower than that sixth spot in startup drafts 42 overall so you're talking about uh a mid fourth rounder there according to our march adp that made him the running back 17 in dynasty Uh, I, i like that spot now i would gladly take him at that spot and maybe even a little bit higher if you look at some of the players around him uh, with that 42 ADP, Austin Eckler, Jerry Judy are uh, just ahead of him. Melvin Gordon and Calvin Ridley just behind him. I, I would, I don't think there's any comparison uh, to his value versus Melvin Gordon's value. If there was a week ago, there's certainly not now. We're, we're seeing how NFL teams are valuing Gordon. Uh, I, w- I was a little surprised to see him valued above Calvin Ridley. Uh, you get that young wide receiver who's shown it two years in a row. Uh, I think I might still take Ridley over Acres, but that's close. I might take Ridley over all those. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Ray, what do you think about the value? Some of those names. Yeah. I, I like, uh, I really like Eckler right now. I think everybody likes where Austin Eckler is. I'd probably have him even a little higher, but running back 17, that seems, I mean, he's RB two. I mean, you're valuing him as a, as a mid to high range RB two already without landing spots so I think that's that's fair I think that's appropriate um personally you know my personal philosophy is I, I like to build around running backs so I would and I did it in that mock I'd, I'd rather have the running back over both of those wide receivers at that spot when I'm picking at five but I think the value is I think the value is appropriate and I think the skill set is there and I'm, I'm betting on the draft capital he did everything he needed to do throughout the pre-draft process to solidify that hey guys I'm good I've got the talent. I've got the size. Just give me a chance. Put me in a good situation and watch what I do. I mean, it sure seems like you believe, Ray, that if we got together a year from now and Akers was a year in as a Falcon, Buck, Steeler, he might be top 15 in 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 drafts. I mean, he may be a clear number one. Absolutely. Uh, and again, yeah. I love JT. Jonathan Taylor's my running back one. Cam Akers is light years ahead of him in the receiving game. And when you're talking about, we, we just saw Austin Eckler, what did he finish as a top five running back? Yeah. And, and he didn't even carry the ball over, what, 200, 200 times on the season? That, that pass catching, that skill set is invaluable, and Akers has it. Akers has it, and he doesn't have to learn it. He's right there with Swift, with Clyde Edwards, he lair out the gate. And again, just uh, 
we're talking about Akers as the running back 17 in our ADP. We already know he's the fourth rookie drafted. So we've got we've got four rookies being valued among the top 17 dynasty running backs. We knew that was going to happen with this class, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not far behind. So just just another reason to be really excited about this uh, this crop of rookies, especially at the running back position. Ray, great stuff as always. Glad we got back into the groove here. We'll do it again next week with another one of these prospects. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week on the Dynasty Blueprint. <laughs>